0: Welcome into the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM, Brady Cannon, and Wes Reynolds with you live from the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, right here in the most beautiful book in the land, and boy, it's uh, pretty festive in here on a Saturday, Wes. Let's take a look at the NBA. We had three early tips in the association. We'll start with the Bulls at the Nets, and Chicago. They hung on there for a while, but were finally eliminated from the playoffs. The Nets, they're in the thick of it still. They lead Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference in second place. By just a game, the Nets went off as big favorites in this one, closed as eleven point favorites west with a total of two thirty one and a half.
1: This is the only the eighth game of the season with the big three with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. They are five and two. The Brooklyn Nets are in those games about to go to six and two. Bulls off to a really good start. In the first quarter, and then the Nets closed the gap. Bulls had it to within ten, within the number here a few minutes ago in the quarter, but now one hundred five to eighty-five, two fourteen left on the clock. Here is the Brooklyn Nets, forty-six and twenty-four, trying to uh, see how they can improve their seed. I believe Philadelphia was able to clinch last night, so Nets currently a game ahead of the Milwaukee Bucks, so they could still get the two seed. Cannot get the number one anymore, but. Like I said, big three all together today for the Brooklyn Nets. Try to get right the last couple games before the playoffs. And just looking at the uh, box score in terms of the contributions. Kevin Durant, 30 minutes a day, 12 points. James Harden, 25 minutes, 5 points. Kyrie Irving, 30 minutes, 22 points. So these last couple regular season games, I think Steve Nash is just trying to get them some minutes get him back in basketball shape again, didn't really want to overextend themselves against an opponent that was without Zach Levine, their star player, and clearly just kind of playing out the string here. So Brooklyn Nets going to get a win and a cover, 105-88, 131 left to go. Nets closed 11-point favorites.
0: And game looks like it is going to stay well under the total. Let's talk about the Lakers at the Pacers. Indiana is in the play in round. They are currently in the nine hole in the east. Now they could move up to eight. They could drop down to ten. Right now the drop looks more likely with just two games remaining in In the regular season, they're taking on the Lakers, who are currently 7th in the West. And the Lakers could still avoid the play-in round by getting past Portland into the 6th hole. Lakers went off as road favorites today, laying 8.5 with a total of 226.5.
1: And LeBron back today makes his return for the Los Angeles Lakers. Did play 22 minutes, 17 points. So you kind of knew maybe he was going to pick a spot a little bit and play a team that was a little bit down on personnel, which really the Indiana Pacers are. By the way, Domana Sabonis did not play for the Pacers today, nor did Aaron Holiday, So, And Miles Turner has been out. So Pacers very shorthanded, and it's getting away from him here in the fourth quarter. 110 to 96, 746 remaining. AD has played 30 minutes, 28 and 9 points and rebounds for AD. So... Basically, just trying to work this self out and uh, see if uh, the Lakers maybe can avoid that playing round and get into the sixth spot, as you mentioned. Currently, a half game back of the Portland Trail Blazers. Now, the Blazers do have the tiebreaker if they end up finishing tied, but you kind of saw it a little bit last night, and there was a reason. I was on Lombardi line yesterday with Patrick and Michael and we were talking about the Rockets, that it was kind of bold to play the Houston Rockets at home against the LA Clippers. They were 10.5 at the time. And I go, I'm basically playing this on the drop because I don't think Paul George and Kawhi are going to play, and they did not seemed like the Clippers were okay to lose that game and Mm -hmm. get in that four spot so that you don't have to play the Lakers really until the Western Conference finals, so that's what you kind of saw last night as Houston got the outright win.
0: Yep, that is exactly right. Uh, Just under three minutes to go now in a one game that is going on that is currently pretty competitive between the Charlotte Hornets and the New York Knicks. New York is currently in, and they they are in, they are currently in the six hole in the Eastern Conference. Now, Charlotte is kind of like your Indiana and a Pacers West where they could finish eighth, ninth, or tenth in the play in round. Mm-hmm. Charlotte has dropped three in a row and they were underdogs at the garden today, catching six points with a total of two fourteen, the two and a half minute mark here in the fourth co- in the fourth quarter, and this is a tight one.
1: Yeah, and the Knicks got off to a really good start in the first half, led by nine, actually led by double digits for a decent amount of that. But Charlotte has made a rally here. I believe they can only finish as high as eighth, which is uh, right there because they, if they were tied with the Celtics, I think the Celtics have the tiebreaker. So the Knicks look—they're trying to perhaps get that home court here. They're now sixth. Atlanta is is fourth, forty and thirty-one. Miami is fifth, thirty-nine and thirty-one, tied with the Knicks, but they would have the tiebreaker over the Knicks, so, you know, trying to get that playoff series in the first round, I think that's something to strive for, but the Knicks up against it here, even though they're up three, foul on the floor now, Charlotte will go to the line, 209 left to go in the garden, 104-101 Knicks.
0: The Phoenix Suns are in San Antonio to take on the Spurs, and Phoenix went off as a big road favorite here. Basically, the fate has been sealed for San Antonio in the 10-hole in the play-in round out West. Now, Phoenix could still catch Utah. Utah would have to lose tomorrow on Sunday to get that top seed in the Western Conference, and they are currently at the halftime break, and it's all Phoenix right now, West, up by 21.
1: Not a real surprise here, considering San Antonio kind of playing a lot of the backups today, basically a mash unit. Uh, DeMar DeRozan rested today. Jacob Poeltl rested today. DeJounte Murray, Trey Lyles, Rudy Gay. And we know they've had a couple guys. Derek White's been out since the end of April. So basically, the Spurs went with a lot of young guys in the lineup. And those young guys are getting the heck beat out of them right now. 68-47. Phoenix, uh, like you mentioned, still an outside chance to catch Utah. But basically, the Spurs kind of mailed this one in and tried to rest guys because they know that they're going to be in that 10-spot likely playing the Memphis Grizzlies, could be playing the Golden State Warriors, Mm -hmm. for all we know. It depends on how that shakes out. Right now, Golden State in the eighth spot and Memphis in the nine, even though they both have 38 and 33 records.
0: And the Boston Celtics and Minnesota Timberwolves round out the morning slate in the NBA. The Timberwolves in Minnesota for this one went off as five-point favorites, which I found a little peculiar, and maybe Boston did too. They're up by 19 right now, 66-47 to at the break. Boston currently in the seven-hole in the Eastern Conference. That's pretty much set in stone, uh, but they've shown up today in a big way. Yeah, Minnesota
1: not exactly celebrating Kevin Garnett Day because Kevin Garnett, of course, along with Kobe Bryant and several others, going into the National Basketball Hall of Fame uh, this weekend, so Kevin Garnett obviously being the face of the franchise, he is not there. He's in Connecticut for the ceremony, but you did have a lot of guys not go for the Celtics. We know Jalen Brown out for the season with the wrist injury. Robert Williams III did not go today. Kemba Walker did not go today. Tristan Thompson did not go today, nor did Marcus Smart. So Celtics kind of playing a lot of backups and starting roles. And that's why Minnesota, I think, was the favorite, because Minnesota, despite the fact that they are long eliminated from the playoffs, finally are getting to play Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards, their number one pick together, and they've been very competitive. Is that the big
0: three everybody talks about?
1: No, it isn't, but maybe (laughs) it could be for Minnesota. And a lot of people think, oh, Minnesota should go ahead and lose because they do have a core, like I just mentioned there in terms of adding to that and seeing if they can get the most ping-pong balls and get a very good pick in this upcoming summer NBA draft, but Minnesota has been relatively competitive and they've been actually winning some games and beating some decent teams. Not so far today, 66-47. By the way, these halftime lines will get you updated on at BetMGM Minnesota minus 7.5 for the second half, half your total, and for Phoenix San Antonio, Phoenix up 68-47 as we mentioned. Pick them for the second half, 1. 15 and a half for your second
0: half total 45 seconds left at the garden between the Knicks and the Charlotte Hornets Charlotte currently has the ball looks like a timeout on the floor they are trailing by two points New York currently up 104 to 102. Again, 45 seconds left in that ballgame. Let's take a look on the Diamonds West. We did have one early start in Major League Baseball 10 10 Pacific, 110 Eastern between the Mets and the Tampa Bay Rays. Drew Smith for New York facing Shane McClanahan. Tampa Bay's won two in a row. They trail Boston by three games in the American League East. New York has won seven out of 10 and they lead in the NL East by half a game over Philadelphia. New York went off as an underdog here plus 125 on the road today with a total of seven and a half and they got out to an early lead but bang, Tampa Bay came back in a hurry
1: Yeah, bullpen start for the Mets here Drew Smith only went two innings, then Lucchese, Reed Foley, now Tommy Hunter, so it's kind of one of those games by committee for the New York Mets and they did get off to a good start, they were up four to one through three, Tampa Bay with five runs in the bottom of the fourth and that's still where we stand here, top of the seventh now, Rays up six to four Shane McClanahan, who'd been off to a a pretty solid start. Got beat around a little bit today. Went five and a third. Gave up four on runs, including two home runs. Six hits. Did strike out seven, though, however. He's got some really good stuff. But all of a sudden, Tampa Bay was very much struggling. And now two games over 500. And off to a good start today. Mets top of the seventh. And actually, now that half of the inning is just ended. So we'll go bottom seven in the drop. Raise six, four.
0: And more baseball to get to, of course, in the program. We've got more games starting at the top of the hour. We will preview those, Wes and I, when we come back on the other side. Let's take a look at the golf. You've got the Byron Nelson going on just outside of Dallas in McKinney, Texas. The final tune-up before the PGA Championship next week in Kiowa Island, South Carolina. And Sam Burns went nuts. Of course, he just won the Valspar Championship a couple of weeks ago. Went nuts on Friday and shot a 62. Moved into the 36-hole lead at 17 under par. Now, he has finally cooled off a little bit today. Just one under par on his round, but still has a two-shot lead. He is at 18 under par. Alex Norin at 16 under. And then you've got a host of players at 15 under, including Matt Kuchar, who I know you were on this week, Wes. And he is at four under Par through eight holes in his round today. I am on a matchup with Kuchar over Keith Mitchell. So you and I both liken Kuchar's hot start here today. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I also have him at seventy to one right now in terms of the in-play at BetMGM. Sam Burns at six to five uh, here plus one twenty. Alexander Noren just two strokes back, sixteen under bar. He is five to one. Matt Kuchar, now fifteen to two at plus seven fifty. Jordan Spieth, fourteen to one. Doc Redman sixteen to one. Kwong Hoon Lee sixteen to one. Charles Schwartzel twenty-five to one. Rafa Cabrera Bello thirty to three to one. Harris English thirty-five to one. So, quick update of the leaderboard: Burns at eighteen, Noren at sixteen, Scott Stallings and Harris English matching sixty threes. So they are in the clubhouse at fifteen under. Bronson Burgoon got a five under going right now. He is at fifteen along with Matt Kucher and Doc Redman. So. Look, low scoring, and we expected it was going to be low scoring. I think this is more low scoring than I expected it was going to be. But when we had our guest, former PGA Tour player, Colt Knost, who lives down there in that area, he was telling us this course got deluged with rain and had a couple inches of rain. So this is going to be very soft, and it's just going to be target practice when you have these wide forgiving fairways, which you have here now at TPC Craig Ranch, first time they've had uh, the PGA Tour there on this course. And... Once you can do that and you have a soft course and you're not going to be in much trouble off the fairway, you are going to be able to have target practice into these soft greens. And that's what we've had so far. 18 under par, your current leader. You were saying somewhere in the low to low 20s might be there. This may get to like 25 or 26 under to win this thing.
0: Yeah, I was was thinking anywhere from 22 to 24 to 26. That might be light. Who knows? Uh, Sam Burns still has 13 holes left to play. He's already at 18. Maybe he finishes – maybe somebody finishes today at 20 under. I mean, we we could – Truly get to 28 under par for the winner of this tournament. Mm -hmm. We will see. It'll be a stark contrast to the PGA Championship next week, the test they will face there at Kiowa Island. Looks like just about 10 seconds left in this basketball game between the Knicks and the Charlotte Hornets, Wes, and they are locked at 104 apiece. Tom Thibodeau looks like he's uh, screaming at both his players and the referees there. Again, 10.1 seconds left in this one, and the referees are holding a little conference there to decide what is going to uh, take place here forthcoming with the final 10 seconds left in this ballgame, once again tied at 104 apiece. Real quick, Wes, we're going to speak with Ron Flatter here at the bottom of the hour about the Preakness, the 13th race today at Pimlico in Baltimore, Maryland, and Medina Spirit, of course your Kentucky Derby winner was the morning line favorite, but there's been some activity kind of fading Medina Spirit here today. What is your thought on the Preakness and do you have any action yet? Well, I think one of Ron's plays, I don't want to tip his hand too early. I think he might be looking
1: at the other Bob Baffert horse, that being Concert Tour, who's in the 10 spot, Money Mike Smith is aboard that uh, horse today. So he's Baffert's got two here, Medina Spirit, the Derby winner, and also Concert Tour. I'm going to be interested in his thoughts because I may want to use a li- somebody else on top like Rombauer, who I think is a decent shot. Morning line of 12-1, to 1, who is the six horse right in the middle of the grid here. Michael McCarthy, the jo- the trainer, Flavien Pratt, the jockey. So that was kind of one down the board I liked a little bit. I'll probably use... At least one, maybe both of the Baffert horses, so we shall see where we go. I'll be interested to hear Ron's thoughts. By the way, one NBA game did go final that we talked about here at the top. Brooklyn 105-91, to so the big three now 6-2 and on the season when all three of them play, and the Nets do get the cover. Game goes well under the total of 231.5.
0: And the Milwaukee Bucks will play later this evening. They will take on the Miami Heat. They're currently an underdog by about two and a half, three points. We will certainly preview that game later on in the program, but it does have implications there for second place in the Eastern Conference. And, of course, the Nets with a win already.
1: And we have overtime in Madison Square Garden. Charlotte could not get a... Get a shot to go in there at the end. New York had a he from half court. Does not go. So 104 to 104 between Charlotte and New York. Second to last game of the regular season. That has some implication for totals players, obviously. 214, uh, the closing total at BetMGM. MGM. the did open two eleven. So they don't call it undertime, they call it overtime, and that's exactly what we have in the garden this afternoon.
0: That is absolutely right. Extra basketball in New York. They're underway in the third quarter in San Antonio. Phoenix leading the Spurs 73 to 47. Boston and Minnesota also underway in the second half, 72 to 53 in favor of the Celtics. We'll come back, discuss some baseball starting at the top of the hour right here inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. football hockey and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada, please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you taking a look at some baseball that will go to first pitch in just about 35 minutes from now, 105 Pacific, 405 Eastern. In Minnesota for Cole Irvin and Jose Barrios, it'll be the Athletics' visiting the Minnesota Twins. Minnesota has lost five in a row and are now in last place in the American League Central. Oakland is on top in the American League West, leading Houston by a game and a half. Twins are favored here, however, Wes, and a pretty decent size favorite at BetMGM, minus 145 on the money line, 8.5 for your total. Yeah, and... The
1: Twins have not been very good, so you're just surprised to kind of see them as a favorite. So it's almost like the Twins would be that quote-unquote anti-public favorite, if you want to call if you want to call them that. So Barrios has been pretty solid, though, this year. 349 on the ERA, 329 on the XFIP. And I think you've got a pitcher in Cole Irvin that you can go against here with the Oakland A's on uh, on the Twins' side. Cole Irvin, 3-4, and 4, 329 ERA, 409 on the XFIP. You do have some injuries here with this Twins lineup. Uh, Josh Donaldson, of course, has been hurt. Alex brought Byron Buxton remain out of the lineup with injuries, so... A lot of people fading this Twins bunch because they have not been very good. They've been really the disappointment, I think, in all of Major League Baseball. That being said, I kind of like them today against the Oakland A's. And I think it, it looks almost like low-hanging fruit when you look at this and say, how can the Twins be favored over the Red Hot A's that are eight games over five hundred? And with this Twins lineup with Buxton out of the lineup, Donaldson is back in the lineup, but... You've got a couple guys hurt on the twin side, but I think Barrios can shut these guys down. I think you see Oakland. They're really, I think, a lot better against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching, so... I am going to take the ugly-looking favorite in the Minnesota Twins, and this is not a tepid favorite either at, like, minus 115 or minus 120. You're talking minus 145 right now at BetMGM. They're still a little bit under 140 at a couple other places, but I like the Twinkies there in the spot.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think that initial impression is, and you kind of alluded to it there, people look at the Oakland A's and go, You know, hey, they're playing the last place team that's lost five in a row, and I'm getting plus 130 or whatever. You know, I'm all over that. I'm with you. I like Minnesota today as well. Let's take a look at the Angels and the Red Sox. This will be Dylan Bundy versus Martin Perez, and this is another – Worst versus first situation here, Wes. Of course, with Minnesota and the Oakland A's, that is the situation there, as well as here, the Angels uh, bringing up the rear in the American League West and the Red Sox on top in the American League East. Leading the Yankees by two games are the Boston Red Sox and the Halos or a slight road favorite here at Fenway. Minus 120 at BetMGM with a total of 9.5. And,
1: and another spot, it's already moved, unfortunately, if you want to get in. Might be too late to the party. But another one where I like the worst against the first year, And mm-hmm. that would be the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. It's come back a little bit. Dylan Bundy right now, about a minus 120 favorite at BetMGM. MGM. And if you look at Bundy, his peripherals are a little bit better. 503 on the ERA, but 355 on the fielding independent, relatively respectable. Perez, 401 on the ERA, 446 on the fielding independent. I think he's been a little bit lucky this season. And this looks like maybe a decent spot for the Angels. It's certainly getting bet as such in the market. So I'm going to go with the Angels here as the road favorite in Fenway.
0: Right now, it looks like the Knicks are going to get the victory here. 114 to 106, they lead the Charlotte Hornets with just about a minute and a half left. In overtime, there. Also, the Los Angeles Lakers up on the Pacers by seven, just about 17 seconds left there between the Lakers and the Pacers. I think that was 120 to 113. The uh, screen just flashed off here, but 120 to 113, they go to a TV timeout there with just about 17 seconds left. And uh, when we come back, Wes, we've got one other game that will tip uh, just after the top of the hour. And that will be the Cubs and the Tigers. This one going down in Detroit. And the Cubs, another road favorite here. Do you have a, an early opinion
1: on this one? I already took the Cubs, but so has everybody else in the market based on the fact that this has moved about 30 cents pretty much market-wide <laughs> in the favor of the road team.
0: They're fading Derek Stevens's Tigers. That seems to be a trend here. We'll come back and discuss that. also talk to Ron Flatter about the Preakness when we return right here on The Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. is today, this evening rather, and the VEASAN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, the jockeys, track conditions, starting positions, and prior race results to find a betting edge. Whether you play the horses every week or whether you just search terms like exacta and trifecta about once a year or so, our team is here to make you ready for the best bet on the Preakness, visit vcin.com horses to find our full race coverage, special offers from our partners and picks from horse racing specialists, including Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, and Jeremy Pomp. That's all at vcin.com slash horses. And it's time to bring in one of those gentlemen right now, Ron Flatter. He is live at Pimlico today, the site, of course, of the Preakness. It will go to post at about 3.50 Pacific Time, 6.50 Eastern. And Medina Spirit, of course, the winner of the Kentucky Derby was one of the shorter shots on the morning line to follow up in the second jewel of the Triple Crown. But it looks like, Ron, the bettors have been been fading Medina Spirit. The price Price is starting to rise a little bit, and they're looking more like uh, they like midnight bourbon today.
2: Interesting that that's the case right now, Brady and West, because Midnight Bourbon's been the favorite ever since they opened the windows here. Five to two, and has been five to two pretty steadily ever since the windows did open yesterday, and for that matter, ADWs around the country. You've got Medina Spirit now at three to one. It's not often that the Kentucky Derby winner comes in here and is not the favorite. It's not really rare, but it's you know probably, I don't know, 20% of the time in recent years and so this is a case where I don't know whether betters are thinking that gee if the horses tested clean in the Bafford barn and they did in order to be able to go forward in this race maybe they think well if they're not hopped up on something they can't win but remember the drug that they were caught with wasn't a performance enhancer so. There might be some uh, maybe fading of Baffert just as a boycott. I don't know. I think, though, smart money on Paramutuals cut tends to come in late. People want to look at the tote board first, and then that last hour, you'll really see the smart money. Concert Tour, the other Baffert, the horse I like, 4-1, to one, and I'd like to get 4-1. to one. I really have doubts I'm going to see that. And then you have Crowded Trade at 8-1. to one. But the sixth-place finisher in the Kentucky Derby, who had a rough start and a bad trip from Mike Smith has a new jockey with Irad Ortiz Jr., the three-time reigning Eclipse Award winner. He'll be riding Midnight Bourbon this time for Steve Asmussen, and uh, there—that's the reason, probably as much as anything, that folks are looking at him at five to two.
1: Ron, let me ask you about the Baffert horses in terms of what you expect. uh, They really kind of have reputations as the rabbits, as the pace setters that get out to the early lead and try to stay there, kind of like what we saw Medina Spirit do in the Derby. Do you expect basically the same strategy today from concert tour and Medina Spirit?
2: I might expect it from Midnight Bourbon as well. I don't know that he's as fast a horse i think he would show more tactical speed and lay off the lead a little bit i think it's going to be interesting because concert tour is drawn wide in the 10 hole mike smith who gets the ride there after being taken off midnight bourbon or maybe he made the choice steve asmussen's hinted that maybe it was mike's choice but mike smith on concert tour because he's the outside speed he can look at the speed horses to the inside like stablemate medina spirit like midnight bourbon the japanese horse franco de ina their trainers saying that he may go to the lead so he can really watch them go and if he doesn't want to get sucked into a speed duel and burn out the rockets as it were too soon he could lay a little bit back so i think concert tour is really going to dictate the race from that outside draw at the 10 post because it's a long way to that first turn it's not that big a disadvantage in fact if anything it could be a big advantage for concert tour to be outside in 10 but medina's spirit won't be too far behind if he is he doesn't win he's he's only won from the lead anytime he's uh, started arrears of any horse he's lost every time he's been in the lead He's never been passed.
0: Our horse racing expert, Ron Flatter, joining us live from Pimlico. Go to vison.com slash podcast to catch up on the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. Get all the latest tips for the races today uh, at Pimlico and, of course, for the Preakness as well. That'll be race 13 coming up a little later this evening. Ron, one of the horses that is receiving a lot of buzz this morning is Rombauer. Tell me about this horse and its
2: chances. Well, if you have that speed duel, that, if it's a speed threesome, if it's a speed foursome out front, if all those horses burn out, a closer is going to have to win. The other six horses in the field are closers. Ron Bauer was very impressive, finishing fifth or sixth, whatever it was in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile making up ground, but maybe more so in the race he won to qualify for the Preakness. That was on a synthetic dirt surface in the Bay Area at Golden Gate Fields, the El Camino Real Derby. He closed on a slow pace, so really a faster pace should really uh, – should benefit him coming off of an out of the money finish or at least a loss i to i'd have to double check to see that it was out of the money be that as it may coming off of that and also actually it was a third place finish oh, thank you uh, somebody just threw that at me <laughs> uh that was in the uh, bluegrass stakes to essential quality and to highly motivated if you uh, look at his being able to uh go there. I'll just double check that while we're talking, but Ron Bauer's the sort of horse that can pick up the pieces if a speed duel falls apart, and I think he may be best poised to do that. And Yes, indeed, he finished five and three-quarter lengths behind Essential Quality in the Bluegrass Stakes, which was a good race if you're looking at closing speed, which can be important in a race like this. The Preakness is often branded as a speed-favoring race. History does not bear that out, though. It's been a fair race. I think it's one of the most fair, it's the most fair race in the Triple Crown Series, and this has not been a speed-favoring track this weekend at Pimlico. It's been a fair track. If anything, it's been golden on the rail. So if you can get to the rail, at least yesterday, that was certainly the case when Army wife won the uh, blue, uh, Black-Eyed Susan. Uh, the rail might be a good place to be so whoever can get there early in the race might have an advantage as well
1: ron got about a minute left but i wanted to ask you about the two chad brown horses in this race number mm-hmm. four crowded trade number nine risk taking basically it seems like the three-year-old group in new york state where chad brown has most of his horses is kind of down this year but you are getting some decent prices on these horses. what what do you make of the four and the nine in the chad brown stable
2: most interesting thing with crowded trade, he won his debut, finished second in the Gotham and third in the Wood Memorial. The last time Chad Brown had that exact record with a horse was four years ago when he came in here with cloud computing and won. So there's a lot of people thinking if he can do it with cloud computing at 13 to 1 four years ago, and I was on him, that he could do it with crowded trade. I, but I agree with you. I just don't think the crop of horses coming out of New York is that good, and I'm fading the Chad Browns. Maybe to my detriment. We'll find out here in a few hours.
0: All right, Mr. Flatter, thank you so much. It's been great catching up with you the past two weekends. We appreciate the updates, and you enjoy the big race today, my friend. I'll do my damnedest. (laughs) I bet he will. We'll figure
1: it out, Brady. (laughs)
0: All right, that is Ron Flatter, and this is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you live from the Circa Resort and Casino. A couple finals in basketball. The Lakers make it a victory over the Indiana Pacers. They've still got a shot at the sixth hole in the Western Conference. 122 to 115, your final. And also the Brooklyn Nets top the Chicago Bulls 105 to 91. The New York Knicks take out Charlotte in overtime 118. To 106. We'll be back in re- just a moment. We'll preview another one o'clock start in baseball when we return right here on VSEN. No one raises the stakes for MLS action like BetMGM. Sign up for the BetMGM app using the code VEASAN100. And your first wager is a $1 Moneyline bet on the New York Red Bulls or Philadelphia. You'll get $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. If you're betting in Pennsylvania, you'll get $100 in free bets if your team bet that you bet on wins. Download the app today. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. It excludes Michigan-dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly if you have a problem. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. In Tennessee. You can call or text the red line, 800-889-9789. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. And we've got a baseball game going here pretty quick. And about 25 minutes from now, in Detroit, it will be the Chicago Cubs visiting the Detroit Tigers. Trevor Williams facing Jose Urena. And the, the Tigers are starting to play a little bit better as of late. 500 baseball over their past uh, ten games, West Chicago still a game below 500 and four games off the pace in the NL Central. The Cubs are a road favorite today, and you mentioned a couple of segments ago they have seen a lot of steam today. Currently minus 130 here at BetMGM and eight and a half for your total. Yeah,
1: books are not going to be unhappy if the uh, Tigers go ahead and get there today. This opened, I believe, 120 in the overnight now seen as high as minus 155 at BetMGM so a 35 cent move is a pretty big move in a just a afternoon saturday saturday afternoon baseball game Trevor Williams 581 ERA 409 on the XFIP, so you would expect a little bit of positive regression. And if a positive regression is going to come, it's going to come against this Tigers lineup that's one of the worst-hitting lineups in the league. Jose Urena, 360 on the ERA, 407 on the XFIP. So not that much worse necessarily, but the Cubs got my money on the opener. I don't know if I'd lay it now after a 35-cent move. Under has basically stayed the same. Under nine, either juice or here at BetMGM, eight and a half to the over, minus 125. So not really a lot of movement on that total. But I got to think the Cubs are the right side. But we're all going to find out. Bookmakers would definitely like the Tigers to come in.
0: Yeah, I am with you on the Cubs as well. I got it on the overnight. I can't remember what price I paid for it. I want to say it was in the neighborhood of 25 or 30 or so. But uh, boy, I didn't know it was all the way up to 155. That is quite a move indeed. Uh, they have moved into the fourth quarter in San Antonio, and this is all Phoenix. One hundred nine to seventy, the Suns currently over the Spurs. That is going to look like a cover for Phoenix, who was laying. Ten and a half or eleven points, and make it 111 to 70. Now, as they are really crushing San Antonio. San Antonio knows they're going to be in the play-in round, and pretty much resting all of their stars today. Boston and Minnesota. Minnesota, of course, has been eliminated from the playoffs. Boston will be in the play-in round, and they are currently up by 15. to just underway in the fourth quarter there in Minnesota. And Wes, I've got more good news about Matt Kuchar for you. He was just a shot off the lead last time I checked here at the Byron Nelson down in McKinney, Texas. Sam Burns, still your leader, but after shooting a 62 on Friday, he is currently just at even par through eight holes, and we expect that Mm -hmm. for a guy to cool off a little bit after really going nuts the day before to the tune of 62 strokes for Mr. Burns. Matt Kuchar kind of going nuts today. He is five under par through ten holes and just a stroke off the lead. Kuchar the chance down there in Dallas right
1: now. Hopefully, at least, he's just one off the lead, as you mentioned. A lot of guys, really, though, still in this mix here and go a little bit down the board. A little bit of a slow start. Jordan Spieth was basically the overnight favorite after the first round when he shot nine under par and then uh, followed it up. Obviously, he's going to regress a little bit with a 70. He is currently tied for a 14 under, three under on that front nine. Another guy I also have that is currently t8. That is Charles Schwartzel. He's three under through 11, 14 under overall. But we did have some low scores kind of get in the mix here, guys. That got out early in the morning. That being Scott Stallings, Harris English, both shot 63s today. So low scores are to be had. So if you're if if you end today and you're five, six shots off the pace, you're not out of it by a long shot. You're going to have, because these low numbers, I think, are going to be available basically all day long and really all weekend long. So you're going to see a 63 or a 64 or 65 in that range a few rounds tomorrow. So you're not out of it if you're a few back. But right now, Sam Burns trying to go back-to-back back because he did, of course, win at the Valspar Championship. I thought maybe when you win that first event, your first time back, oftentimes you're a fade. Yeah. And he has not been so far, even though he's even par. Still with the lead today, but it has definitely tightened up at the Byron Nelson.
0: Yeah, not only did he just win, but it was his first PGA Tour victory mm-hmm. ever, and you would think he would have a little bit of a letdown, but not the case after firing 62 on Friday and moving into the position of your 36-hole leader. Matt Humans is on Ryan Palmer. At 45 to 1, and he is not out of it by any means. He is currently tied for eighth. Finished with his round today, he fired a 66. He's at 14 under par, three shots off the pace. I also have Ryan Palmer in a matchup uh, over Mark Leishman. And yeah, that one is game a game for Ryan Palmer,
1: kind of, even though he's a member at Colonial, where they will be in a couple weeks for the Charles Schwab Challenge down in Fort Worth. But a Texas A&M player, a lot of Texas guys, uh, University of Texas, Texas A&M, SMU, uh, where uh, Colt Cano, our guest on Long Shots, played TCU. A lot of these Texas players are definitely playing this week before we go to South Carolina for the
0: this week. Yeah, I was going to say, I've got Palmer in a matchup over Mark Leishman. That one's still a little bit of a sweat. Not quite home on that one yet. Uh, Wes, we've got just a minute here before we go to our next segment where we will bring in Mike Piranio, the director of race and sports at the Mandalay Bay. See what he's got cooking for the Preakness over there today. But uh, there's a prop bet from our friends at BetMGM about which team in the NFL will have the most regular season wins. And it's no surprise the two representatives from the Super Bowl are the favorite. The Chiefs at four to one to again have the most regular season wins. The Chiefs at four to one, the Buccaneers, the second choice at five to one. And then it gets a little interesting. You've got the Ravens at 7 to 1, the Bills at 9 to 1, the 49ers and the Rams at 14 to 1, and then you've got the Cleveland Browns at 16, your Colts along with the Seahawks and the Packers at 25 to 1 again to have the most regular season wins. What do you think here at first glance? Well,
1: when they rank, and obviously there's different metrics in which to rank these in terms of what's going to be the toughest or what's going to be the weakest schedule, it's no surprise to see those two at the top, and I believe the Buccaneers, based on their record I'm looking at, 126, 145, and 1 were their opponents last year, so that's the fourth easiest schedule in the league, but it also gets to be that, okay, are you going to have that sense of urgency? Or do you just, okay, we want it, we've got everybody back, we can just kind of flip the switch a little bit. So that's something you have to be concerned on the other side, in terms of the highest win percentage of last season of 2020, number one toughest schedule would be the Pittsburgh Steelers at 574, then the Ravens right behind them at 563. So that's why you see a lot of people love the Cleveland Browns this year, because They've been wanting to bet the Browns. They bet them two years ago when they first got OBJ and when they first drafted Baker Mayfield. They were a year ahead of schedule. Then they fired Freddie Kitchens, brought in Kevin Stefanski. They go ahead to the final four here in the divisional round in the AFC and really had the Chiefs on the ropes. And the Chiefs had to you know, escape by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin, chin, so to speak. Against the Browns, so now all of a sudden people are pointing to the Browns as legit contenders, and I don't necessarily disagree, but the hype train is getting a little big on this team, and by the way, in terms of Browns' strength of schedule, based on the record last year, that's the sole metric I'm looking at here when I'm mentioning these numbers, Browns' ninth easiest schedule in the league this year, so... You could see them get some support, I think, at this prop at 16-1. to And really what we have, Brady, when you have these props and you have the futures and the season wins, the divisions, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, people will just bet them across the board if they're really high on a team. So if people are really high on the Browns, they'll bet them for Super Bowl. They'll bet them for AFC. They'll bet them for AFC North. They'd bet them in a prop like this most regular season wins. So, I can kind of understand that looking down. Rams, I expect, are going to get support. Rams are a team I do like in the NFC. I think this is kind of their, I would say they have a two-year window right now. With all the contracts they have and all the big money they have and just several players on that entire roster, this is your time to win. You went and got Matthew Stafford because you thought he was an upgrade over Jared Goff, and Matthew Stafford, I think, is very happy to be in a winning situation. So... The Rams are going to get some support because, like, this is their time. They're not building for four or five years. They're building for this year and next year.
0: The way I like to measure uh, strength of schedule is going off of the season win totals for the other teams sure. that are on the schedule. Sure. I think that's maybe, and it's tough. You look at you know how many playoff teams do they play from last year, or what was the team's winning percentage last year. You know how often the the NFL from year to year is such a seesaw affair, where you know teams go from worst to first. So I, I like looking at the odds makers and the season win totals. And that's probably I think a better
1: way to do it necessarily. And I I was just mentioning 2020 record because that was readily available because you're going to have some teams that are obviously going to be big droppers from Mm -hmm. where they were, and then you're going to have some teams that won six games that all of a sudden are going to win 10 games.
0: So going by the season wins, I think is probably the best way to do this. And I tell you what, just looking at this prop again, I I don't want the chiefs or the bucks and those aren't bad prices, but I just uh, am Mm -hmm. a little bit on the fade train for both of those teams. I don't necessarily expect either one of them, to go back to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure about Baltimore. Uh, They play in a division where they're better than probably two of the other teams. Uh, Maybe real close there with Cleveland, but uh, they certainly have an advantage, you would think, in that division. As I do think the Bills do, and I think the Bills are interesting there at 19-1. to Now, the 49ers are in a very difficult division, but if you take a look at San Francisco's schedule, it is one of the easier ones, I believe, in the league.
1: Yeah, and and that's what they're going to need, and obviously Jimmy G, you would expect he's going to be the Week 1 starter. So San Francisco, a lot of injuries last year, so a lot of people, I think, really like that team over their win total.
0: All right, next up, it is Mike Peranio. We'll see what he's got cooking over at the Mandalay Bay Racing Sportsbook on the other side. One hour in the books here on the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM.